Welcome back to Davi the Scapegoat. I am so excited to have our guest in today. It is Kelly Dollar. Yay! Hi. Hi. How are you? I am good. I'm really excited. I'm like such a fangirl of the show. So <laughs> I am sitting here. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to be on Davi's podcast. Fangirl of me. I'm a fangirl of The Upside, which is you and Jeff Dollar's podcast. And you guys have been doing that for how many years now? Oh my gosh. We've been doing it for, I think, almost four years. Yeah. Chef got fired like... Yeah, I think four years ago. Podcasts were, and they still are, like going up and up and up. And we kept seeing things about them. And he was under contract at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I kind of had like a weekly little 10 minute podcast because he's like, no, you should do this. Podcasting, like, is really good. <laughs> he did the same thing to me when I worked with him at the. Uh the old show he he was like you should really do this and I was like what even is that I was like people just turn a microphone on and talk you know and he's like I think you should do that I think people will really like the content you bring to the table and it gives you so much more of a multifaceted uh, personality because at that show it was kind of like whatever was salacious you would get on air that week so anytime I was jealous of someone that was eyeballing my husband too hard or something like that I was like cool this week I get to talk about how I'm a crazy girlfriend you know right but he was like if you do this podcasting thing it'll also show people that you're crazy for other reasons (laughs) (laughs) but fun ones you know and like be personable and relatable I was like neat and now it's just booming like this industry is crazy he was really on the forefront of that which is you know I mean it was I said the same thing I'm like but what would I talk about yeah. Like, I have no idea. I wouldn't know what to say and I wouldn't know what to do. And so I was kind of dabbling in that and I was blogging at the time. Remember when, like, everyone was blogging? Because mm-hmm. I thought I was, like, so influential. Um, well, <sighs> you have things to share and it is kind of wild where you look and you go, what am I going to talk about? What can I possibly tell people that they already know? Like, yeah. I, you feel like this boring person and then you just put a few things out there and people go, I never knew, or I'm not alone, or, oh my gosh, thing. this is it's so like, helpful. We're so similar. Yeah. And we, you don't know until you open your mouth mm-hmm. how similar you are and to everybody else. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what you've done too, is like you opened your mouth and you're like, wait a minute. Wait. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. All of these other people, they've had similar experiences to me. And that's how you create community, but you can't do that until you are I don't want to say brave because it doesn't feel brave to me, but brave enough to open your mouth yeah. and talk about what you've been through and be vulnerable because that's what people love about each other, yeah. right? The vulnerability connects us. And being comfortable with yourself enough to share your your vulnerabilities. I mean, it takes a, an element of bravery. I yeah. agree because some people will look at that as like, especially with women, uh, generally it's like, you're whiny. Oh my gosh, get over yourself. Who cares? Like the, you get those yeah. kind of troll comments, but you should never shy away from living your dreams just because somebody might not agree that you should be living your dreams. Well, and so I, I'm like, I don't love the word influencer, but I do think that we are helpful. And I think you guys yeah. are very helpful, especially with the upside and, and training people to look at the more positive aspects of everything, like whether it's a downfall or it's just like mid, like you're just- Some days in, are harder than others. Yeah. But I think the whole thing, you know, it's not always about seeing the upside right away, but about having hope Mm. that whatever really like shitty thing is happening now, that it's for a really good reason later. Yeah. You know, and having hope like that's all because sometimes there is no like there's no good thing right now about X, Y and Z. Like I don't see the upside in that, but I trust 
that somewhere the universe is going to be like, hey, remember that really crappy thing that you went through? Okay, here's why. And it's really good. Yes. Um, she was just setting you up for where you were supposed to be. Yeah. It's like a stepping stone. It's not like people say ups and downs. And I don't feel that way. I don't feel like, you know, there are things that are less pleasant than others. But every experience in your life is a stepping stone to get you to exactly where you're meant to be. Yeah. And what and- did I learn from that? What did I learn from that kind of shitty yeah. thing that happened? And and there's always a lesson. And I think that's what you guys do very well for people. And I think that's what my attempt at a podcast has been, which this podcast is under 1022 Productions, along yeah. with The Upside and many other amazing podcasts. So please check out their whole lineup. You guys got a lot. I think in my first few months of doing this podcast, I was like, I'm not ready. And Jeff's like, no, you got to get back out there. Like people need your content. And I'm like, but I'm not at the place where I've learned my lesson yet. Like I'm still at the sad place where I'm going, why did this happen? But I think people have enjoyed following along on that journey because you can't just have your life changed and then next day be like, I am so positive. I am so inspiring. I am so follow, like, look at all these memes. Look at all these quotes from me. I'm I'm amazing. And look, when you're in the trenches, down times. I don't know. This is very pessimistic of me. And I know that the people that, you know, these mega speakers and all this stuff are like level 12 inspirational. But I don't want to hear about their struggles when they're driving away from this conference, like in their Bentley and they're really successful. And there's 20,000 of us that have paid to see that person. Like, that's fine. And like, I'm sure I will appreciate you later. But I want to hear from someone that feels really crappy right now. Yeah. You need to drive away in a a family safe Subaru with with a lot of dents. You know, and it's like, this has been in the family since the 80s. Like, we don't even have to get emissions tested anymore. Like, I want to hear from you. But podcasting, you and Jeff, you guys have been crushing it. And I think... I mean, I'm inspired and I hope that I can still be doing this for four years down the line. You're crushing it. I'm so proud of you because you were so hesitant. And I feel like we kind of shoved you a little bit. Like <laughs> Jeff definitely probably. Like, Jeff and Blair just like, yeah, it's like mama bird. Like you're going to fly. You <laughs> just today. Go. Yeah. And sometimes you need that. Like sometimes you I need did. someone to be like, get your ass out the door yeah. right now. Yep. Like you need to get out there and you know you need to talk about what you're going through and you know you mean a lot to a lot of people so I I'm glad that you decided to do that and it's not a little podcast like the podcast is crushing it you're doing so well we've got like we got a good fan base and every week I'm like I can't believe there's this many people tuning in and that is really awesome because you know you don't really get those kind of that kind of affirmation at the last job you don't get that kind of those numbers Mm -hmm. you don't get that information so I really never knew yeah. Besides some tweets, you know, every day, I really never knew how did they did they like me? Do they really like me? And when I worked with Jeff on the show, which was a long time ago, but he had he has that kind of motivation, just him as a person where he's like, you can reach farther, you can do more. And I'm like, what's more than this? You know, but he yeah. was always the one that was like pushing comfortably, not yeah. forcefully. Yeah. Um, until this last summer when I was like sad. And it's like, you cannot lay in bed watching Allie McBeal all day. You have to fucking get out there. Get out so bed, I think it was it was always really awesome to have him for that motivation and that mentorship to think that I could reach further. And then he also when he was working in radio and would get these kinds of, I guess they have quizzes and and all kinds of things that go out to listeners and all different shows. And it's like, 
of all the personalities, who do you want to like go get a beer with the most? And he'd be like, you have no idea how much your name comes up more than anybody else. And I was like, what? So he's like, and that's the best one. Saying this is the one we most want to kick back and chill and get a beer with makes you the one that has like the uh, trajectory, I guess. So I don't need to be like the funniest or any of these things. It's just that people find me to be real and want to hang out. That was always really helpful that he'd give me that information because I wasn't like getting those kinds of air checks where I was. So I'm glad that you said that about Jeff because it is so funny watching. I mean, I was a fan of the old show forever. I grew up in Atlanta. So remember like Legacy Radio, like 99X, like long time ago. Yeah. Um, So there were all these like super amazing stations. And, you know, like Jeff, if you don't know Jeff, Jeff was on the radio for 30 years, 15 in Atlanta. And his role, because there are roles, you've talked about this on radio, like you kind of get told, even consultants, like they come and they talk about everybody and they're like, okay, you need to be this. Yeah. And it's part of who you are, Mm -hmm. but that's the exaggerated, like they want you to really draw out that part of your personality. Like this is what, this is who you are. It's like character defining. Yeah. Like we know you're not out there in life starting fires and and saying F you, but we want you to kind of lean into that persona. Right. So I think they call it like the dick, the deer, and the dork. (laughs) Have you ever heard that? Every morning show, the personalities that they want that mesh the best. Yeah. There's the guy that's the dick. Jeff. There's the girl that's the deer. Like big eyes going, fellas. Yeah. Come on now. This is... Like the the I hate that role, but yeah, character that has to keep everybody in line, the the motherly one. Mm-hmm. So the dick, the deer, and the dork. So there's the guy that knows everything, yeah, and kind of uh, that's usually the leader, the host, and then there's the deer, and then there's the dick. And I was like, okay, so I'm the dick, right? Because I'm yeah. not the deer, <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not. I mean, I'm a little bit of a dork, but I think generally because I was going. This is wrong. That guy needs to own up to this. She needs to be held accountable, blah, blah, blah. Like when I was saying stuff with no filter, mm-hmm. it made me the dick. And I think um, maybe sometimes Jeff had that vibe on oh, the old totally show. Oh, he totally did. So I was like, when I was answering phones and listening to him, I would always think something and then he would say it. And I was like, I love that freaking guy because <laughs> I feel like he's representing me so well (laughs) so well totally inappropriate but people have said that over and over but that's what he was like that was the role right so he got put in that role and then I think when we met and got married people got to see a little bit of the softer side but his role on that first show was be the funny guy Mm. but kind of like be the dick like say the stuff that no one else is gonna say and he's good at that role so it was like a good role for him but I think he was kind of growing up and aging out of that a little bit and just being like I don't want to make inappropriate jokes anymore like I don't want to I don't know I think his life kind of evolved and on the second show he was there were a ton of women which he loves like Jeff's Jeff is just a guy he's like my dad my dad has always been surrounded by women like he has his wife he has like our girl cats. He has his daughters. He has, that's just Jeff. Like he has a lot of female friends. He's like mentored a lot of women like in the industry. Mm-hmm. And at the second show, I feel like there was a point where people saying that he wasn't a champion for other people and for women. And I really took very great offense to that. And I still do because I'm like, oh my God, you guys have no idea how much he champions for other people. Was that because like the role of being the dick 
still kind of like overlapped into the next show and then it was just easy for people to say he's unsupportive or he's negative because he was in that persona or was it no I think it was well I think it was two things I think it was one that he was like the only guy and I think the women there was like a girl power thing going on which is great and I'm like all about that he's all about that but I think when you kind of have like, you know, when you're the only guy, there's also some sort of like, oh, well, we got my girls back or got my, you know what I mean? So if somebody did something wrong and the only guy is the one to call them out and say, hey, you can't do that anymore mm. or that's not appropriate or, you know, X, Y, Z. Oh, Jeff's mean. Mm. And then the other women are like, oh, my gosh, is he mean? Is he, you know, so I think there was like a little bit of that. Not saying that Jeff can't be a dick because he can. Well, and he knows it. There's, but. there's communication. I mean, sometimes it's really like a shortness and assertiveness and a mm-hmm. quick to the pointness mm-hmm. that sometimes comes off as yes. assholy or like like I the audacity of you. To just yeah. repeat that back to me so quickly, you know, and, and like and it's when a you're communication in the live, style. It is. And when you're in the live, you know, the live radio thing or I worked in live TV for a while, there's just not time to say, OK, hey, is everything OK? Like and I am a fast paced, super sensitive feet. person. Yeah. Yes. And they I put really that am. in the thing. This is the employee we're looking for. Fast pace. Think on your feet when you work where you were working and you're assisting and you're doing all these things yeah. and you're trying to make things happen. You're fast paced. And then they're like with women, they'll go, what a bitch. <laughs> like, what, what a what bitch. A bitch. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, I worked for a female TV anchor. And I think, you know, we would get things done in 20 seconds that most people, and you're just, it's like snap, 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 snap. You got to go, 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 go. And I would always think it was funny slash interesting. I also think it's like a Southern thing too, because I feel like if you're in live TV or live radio in New York, people aren't going to, you know, like coddle you. Mm-mm. They're going to tell you what they need and you do it and then it's done. And so and I worked in music for a while, too. And I remember if anybody would ever get their feelings hurt on a live studio set, I'm like, y'all go to New York for one day. Yeah, you will you be will... eaten alive. Yes. Like they're not. <laughs> There's no time for coddling. We just got to go, 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 go. And that's the thing, too, like with, you know, bringing it back around, like with, you know, Jeff, if he's like, hey, I need that right now, like two seconds before you go on air or whatever he said. I don't know. Um there's no offense to that. Mm-hmm. It's just I have two seconds. How do I get my message out before I, you know, put my face in front of a microphone and go live to people that are listening? You know, we won't we won't talk about Jeff Dollar this whole time because <laughs> I'm talking to women in different places of metamorphosis in their careers. And you as of late, I mean, you've been podcasting for four years, but you were working for a pretty big show, big company. Yeah. I am definitely in a time of transition, like 100%. It was a nice exit. You know, like, uh, I'm like, what's that like? <laughs> what does that feel like? Because so, you had such a positive experience at that job. And then even in, in the transition and leaving. So I did. But there's something that I haven't even talked about on the upside yet. I was like saving it for you because I knew that we were going to talk. Do you want more of what's missing from this interview? Of course you do. That's why you need to join the fan club or subscribe to Davi the Scapegoat Plus. You get monthly exclusive content from Davi the Scapegoat and cool perks. Go to DaviCrimmins.com for more information or just search Davi the Scapegoat Plus wherever you're listening to your new favorite podcast. My next question would be, what is your number one red flag in a business? I do this a lot. So I Google businesses. I do this with businesses I want to work with just to see, just to suss them out. Well, that's smart. So I'll go on their website, look at their leadership team. Mm. 
see what their leadership team is like. And then I'm like really creepy. Like I'm surprised Dateline hasn't hired me yet because <laughs> I will find something out. Yeah. And then I'll go look at their like like who they are, like who are they on social, who are they, whatever. There was a company that Jeff and I were interviewing the CEO. We had, or we're not interviewing, we had, we were talking to him. He does this like <laughs> small business outreach pretty much, where which is so cool. He has calls with up and coming business owners who are just interested in him and he just talks to people. He does it multiple times a week as part of his just like self, as his self growth and he helps small business owners. And do you know the company Simple Modern? They make yeah. like the cups that a lot of people use. You'll see them at Target. You'll it's like a logo. It's like an S, and then there's a line, and there's an M. Mm -hmm. You'll see their stuff everywhere now. Um, but the guy, he, we were like talking to him, and behind his desk is all pictures of he and his family. And he had to get off a call and run because he was going to take his wife to lunch oh. in the middle of a business day. But that stuff matters. Yeah, it matters. Like it matters what they look like. I mean, I hate saying that, but like if you have a you know team of all white older men, mm. that's probably not somewhere. That's not somewhere I would want to work. You know? Yeah. Do you have? You know, diverse opinions. Mm -hmm. Do you value diverse opinions? And not just say that you do. Mm-hmm. But look at your look at the leadership team of the company, because if they're not diverse, guess how they're doing business like people that aren't diverse. Mm -hmm. um, and that's important, I think, especially like as a woman. And I know that sounds so like ugh, cringe. But when you're in an environment with a ton of men like sorry, but there is discrimination like men talk to you differently. And and it's legal. <laughs> and in it's a lot totally of legal. And a lot of especially in Georgia, it's totally legal. But and and when they try to have that persona, I mean, you, you have these companies that are um, the head team, the people in charge, like you said, all white men, but then they want on the surface for people to see diversity. So they will hire, you know, in a certain way. But those aren't the leaders. Like if your right. your leadership, if you are making making a facade of inclusivity, but you aren't actually truly doing that, you're just trying to make it appear like that. Which and it's is so what easy a lot to tell. Do. Yeah. So you have like places that I mean I don't want to call out any business, but all, but I'm going all to. year <laughs> they will donate to anti LGBTQ plus. And yeah. then in June, suddenly they have a lot of pride shirts out. It's June. We love our LGBTQ plus friends. Yeah. Like, we change the colors on our logo to really. And you're like, you don't actually hire. Since 2020, like I, you know, made a commitment to myself to really learn more about equity, to learn more about inclusion. And it's really important to me to understand more about it and to be aware. Because I think that's the first step. It's like being aware. And one of the things that... Um, I took an equity seminar and one of the things that I learned is when you don't have a diverse leadership team, when you're making decisions at the top and you don't have voices that are part of those groups, they're not represented. Mm -hmm. You're basically doing what you want and then speaking it down to everybody else. Yeah. Like inclusion happens and change happens and inclusivity happens when there are people at your table that are different than you are, that offer different perspectives on life, that offer, they have different things to offer because their experience is not the same as yours. Yeah. And um, you don't, you don't become more inclusive and you don't learn and there's no growth there when you don't have people 
that are different than you sitting at that table. Yeah. And the real table, like the real, the real like, you yeah. want to seat at the table, not like, oh, my picture is on social media, making it appear like this place is super inclusive. But when you look at the five people that are making all of the decisions, they all look very similar. And yeah. I'm not actually at that table. And then you have to know the difference between having a seat at the table and being the meal. <laughs> One thousand like, percent. I, I've I've learned like the oh, I was in that room. I was a part of those planning processes, right? I was I was in those communications and now hindsight I'm like, I didn't have a seat at the table. I was You I were was, the mashed potatoes yes, on a plate. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was delicious. But I was like being uh used, you know? Yeah. So like I, I guess I don't know, emotionally, there's so way too much that we put into our jobs. And um, yeah, looking, Googling the business, absolutely. And looking up the ladder and seeing like who's at the top. So it might not be that person that's hiring you. It might not be those people that work directly yeah. alongside you. You have to look, you know, go up the pyramid, if you will. And if and it's a really big company, it tells you when you look at the top, like a lot of companies, especially the ones that are publicly traded, they have shareholders. And the shareholders dictate a lot of what happens at the business, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a leadership team that is diverse, that says that that's important to this, the shareholders, which means that for the long haul, they're going to be making sure that that team has different voices, different kinds of voices at the table. Yeah. Um. So I think that's really... Um, a good, I mean, that's a red, 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 red flag for me. So that's a good red flag. Like Google's your friend. Yes. Like you can really learn a lot about people. I mean, go creep on them. It's not lurking anymore. It's just social media. We're allowed to do that. You're not being weird. If you go and you're like, that guy's got a kind face, but, and then you go check out his Instagram, you're like, ugh, he wears Oakley's. You know, like I some, just can't do it. I just might, can't do it. I don't it. know what it'll be that turns you off, but something might just be like, okay, no, I don't know about this guy. I also Google people. And then because just if, you know, if someone's like buying into something that's very like, has like a multi-level marketing vibe or a <laughs> you know a a speaker but you have to pay like two thousand dollars to be like his take his class yeah. that he teaches to like five thousand people at a time they're yeah. red flags i started googling um the person's name and then scam oh and see what comes up because if they've done anything shady yeah it's online probably yep. and like arrest records i don't care if someone's been arrested but depends on what they've been arrested for like I mean, if you're publicly drunk okay fine if you're i don't know something really bad red flag yeah well i mean you say before i take a job anywhere or you just you just google companies so like yeah. even if you're not interested in the job you're just googling companies to know more about them because it's like where are you spending your money should you be supporting this this yeah. particular business at all and i'm like i can't believe there's so many things i learned in hindsight after my job and i'm like how was I researching guests and producing all these segments and, and Googling all day and I never just sat down and Googled these people? <laughs> or talk to the people that have left. Like there's always going to yeah. be somebody that is like, you know, an extreme case of why they left. But you can get a pretty good idea mm -hmm. of the energy and the vibe. Like there was someone that was being interviewed for a show that Jeff was working on. This is years ago. And they called Jeff and they said, what's the energy like? And he said, honestly, and is one of our best friends. He said, I wouldn't take it. Mm. 
and there was a like a really pretty price tag on it. Yeah. I know that talking and keeping in touch with Jeff and even after like he was gone, I felt like I kept you guys secret. <laughs> Do you remember how we were like we can't we take were any we pictures. were we no. can't we hung out on New Year's Eve and like your buddy what was his name he's playing like guitar oh and we were all singing and I wanted to take video and I was like this has we to can't be a secret. You no and one I can were know like, we're talking it, it felt it felt dirty have you ever watched documentaries about cults yes oh god <laughs> I have a whole episode planned about cult recovery and how similar it is to Sometimes when you leave jobs, it is, and you have to retrain your brain. You, it is incredible, but that's why you get shut out when you leave somewhere because the cult leader. I was actually watching something on like Warren Jeffs. You know that guy that had like thirty-five wives, and some of them were like twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, but you cut off everyone. Scientology too. Yeah, you cut off everyone that leaves because they become a weak link that doesn't one hundred percent follow and obey the game plan. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in a situation where there are other people and will come and plug that hole for you. Yeah. Why would you want the person that asks you questions? You know what I mean? Like, no, you do as you're told and these are the rules. And we so that's when it becomes an insider outsider thing. And that's a red flag, too. Like if everybody that left is on the outside, that's a problem. Do you want more of what's missing from this interview? Of course you do. That's why you need to join the fan club or subscribe to Davi the Scapegoat Plus. You get monthly exclusive content from Davi the Scapegoat and cool perks. Go to DaviCrimmins.com for more information or just search Davi the Scapegoat Plus wherever you're listening to your new favorite podcast. What did you do? Did you get your stuff back? I finally did. Uh, Did you go in there? It was No, it was mailed to me, but that was the last fuck you that I got from them and it stunk so bad and I was like, man, I what did I do? Even. What did I do? Like truly to y'all for that. But yeah, everybody's always asking me, did you ever get your shit back? And I never brought it up. There, there's literally, the story. Now, I literally know, got shit literally back. Literally got shit back. You want access to exclusive scapegoat content that no one else hears except our fan club members? Go to DaviCrimmins.com to sign up or search Davi the Scapegoat Plus wherever you're listening to your new favorite podcast. Listen, like, subscribe, and rate five stars. Remember, you'll think twice before you try.